Are you going to do an introduction and play the... I can, yeah, I can do that. Are we starting? Or don't put pressure on. Nobody likes pressure. Oh. Is it me? Oh, I don't know. Hey, hey, good morning. Good afternoon and good night. People out there on the interwebs and things. Uh, this is the Walking Together podcast. Today, I'm here with Jordan and Kyle. We're back. Again, t- two weeks in a row. It's a streak now. You better watch out. That's right. Uh, We're back in the saddle. What are we talking about today? You want me to turn down the music first? A little bit. That might help. Just a little bit? Keep it going, though. Oh, subtle in the background. Uh, I get distracted really easily, so I apologize so we'll for all these nonsensical outbursts. It's not nonsensical. It all makes sense. Uh, we've been gone for a little while. I think we need to... Explain that a little better. I'm, I'm, I gave a couple excuses in the last podcast of why we haven't done one in a month. But, uh, yeah, uh, anybody want to chime in? Well, I'll just start and say my wife had a baby. I think last time you said I had a baby, but, I mean, Kelsey really had had him. Yeah, true. Yeah, if you say Kyle had a baby, people might think he had a food baby. I've had many of those since... May 5th. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm glad um, you're staying regular, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle and Kelsey had a baby. Um, May is also one of the busiest months of the year event-wise for the church, So, uh, which is a great thing. But, you know, we're always going to put people in front of uh, getting things done. That, you know, people are more important than podcast and videos and publication and all that stuff. Um, those things are important to help keep people in the know and all that. But, you know, anytime we got a chance to be around people and love on people, we're going to do that first. Uh, we had a fish fry this month. We had, um, outdoor worship. We had, what else did we do? Beach worship. Started beach started worship. beach worship every Sunday, which is a whole nother thing. I went to two countries last month. Jordan went <laughs> Texas, Mexico, Panama. I mean, he's world tour here. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, you want to say anything about your uh, two? Uh, I think it's cool that we're you know finally getting off the ground with um, international missions and you know building relationships with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to Texas and uh, met up with the board of directors for an organization called SER, S-E-R. Um, do you know what that stands for? Something to do with super expensive salvation, reptiles. <laughs> salvation, <laughs> education, and something. And something else. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know. Yeah, I forget what the R is, but they uh, work with... But it's also the Spanish word for to be. Yeah. That, so. See, that's even super, super cooler. Um, but S-E-R, Salvation Education and something. Um, but they teach kids... Uh, Jordan, tell you more about it. I've just heard Bobby talk about it um, a couple times. I'm We're going to get to, this. I'm trying to find out what Sarah actually... Uh, stands for here. Uh, recreation. <clears throat> I think they said that I they like had recreation. Fun I like. I like it. Oh man. We'll find out before the end of this. Okay. Story. Salvation, education, and <laughs> responsibility. Oh, Let's see, it was not recreation. No, it's all about responsibility and not fun. salvation, education, and. They do a lot of recreation, recreation, because um, they do a lot of their outreach focuses on um, like VBS kids programs. But anyways, so yeah, I got to go and meet with the board members in Texas, and then we went down to Mexico and met with all the different um, Mexican pastors that they partner with to basically provide uh, resources for them. Fi- financial resources for them to be able to um, do whatever God has felt, whatever they feel like God has called them to do. And 
a lot of it is church planning and church planting. I guess planning is involved with it as well, but, uh, and, uh, in evangelism and a lot of it again has to deal with doing kids programs. Um, I met with about a dozen, uh, of those guys and it was really cool cause I've, I've really only ever done like international missions to, uh, surfing destinations cause they've all, I don't know, they've just always gone hand in hand with me surfing and of course, yeah, I mean, um, if I but, can go play some golf, I'm going to play some golf, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so I don't know, you know, th- those are just the places that, that up to this point in my life, God is, as, uh, I guess put in my heart or passion to go to. But so I met all these guys and they're like in like way far and they're not even close to the coast. They're in the desert. And, uh, these guys, uh, have, they, they live down, they live in little towns down dirt roads that, you know, they might be an eight mile road, but it might take an hour and a half to go down eight miles cause the roads are so bad. Um, if that is even, I guess it's possible cause that's what they say. And I, I, I trust what they, I mean, they said it's bad. Uh, it's just dirt paths in the desert. And it's funny cause I asked him, I said, what happens if a sandstorm comes by and it like covers up all the tracks? Do you guys get lost? <laughs> but they said, no, that I guess the sandstorms aren't that bad, but, um, I don't know, man, they're, they're rad people. I mean, they had, they, they're able to build a church with $4,000. So the, yeah, I was amazed at when y'all, when you and Bobby came back and were talking about like their budget needs, like it was like, it was like 12. So out of all the things that they kind of petitioned for, for the year to help their ministry to keep, to keep moving forward is like $12,000. Um, basically, you know, I guess if you break it down a thousand dollars per, per pastor, but and that, know, some of them ask for more, some of them, some of them live in areas that it's easier to, uh, get resources and have resources. There's more people that are near bigger, bigger areas and, and cities or whatever. But like I said, some of these places are literally out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and so obviously there's not like a lot of jobs and resources where, you know, the, where they can, you just can't go to the ace hardware. They can't you self-sustain, <laughs> you know, they can't, you know, the, it's kind of like in the church in Panama that, that, you know, that I spent quite a bit, uh, quite a lot of time in the church congregation is comprised of, of people that if they're making $30 a day, they're doing good. And so just imagine $30 a day having to feed your family, uh, pay your bills, and then also have money left over to tithe. You know, I mean, you're, you're looking at maybe having $5 a week. If you're doing good to tithe per family. And if you've got seven families that go to church what's that 35 dollars a month a week of tithe money coming in you know that's pretty that's not a lot yeah we could spend a whole like this that you saying that could turn you know it just reminds me of like how you know we could spend a whole podcast on just like the americanization of church and just how like over and over i see the theme of in the bible like you know, living simpler lives <clears throat> makes it easier to be closer to God and be more mm-hmm. fulfilled because, you know, these, from pictures I've seen and, and stories I've heard Bobby and Jordan tell, like these, these people are like, you know, like a uh, concrete floor and center block walls is like, you know, that's life changing. Tr- yeah. And, you know, here we are complaining, you know, I complain when you walk out the door of your air conditioned house and get in your truck and you forgot something in your air conditioned house and you got to get back out and go get it. You know, you're like, ah, it's too hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of those guys, they don't have air conditioning. You know, that's why they don't really have windows in the house. You got to keep, got to keep air, air moving through. So I, you know, it is, it's cool just to hear about, it. I hope, you know, one day I can see some of it uh, and help with some of it. Um, but you had mentioned like, I'm just happy, like, you know, cause a lot of times churches will spend time on, you know, well, we give so much to so many organizations or missions or whatever. And don't really like the whole point of having an opportunity to go somewhere is to build a relationship with people. And I'm glad that, you know, we have an opportunity to like 
to focus on one thing and not just this broad, like we're going to dump some money in this huge bucket and yeah. you don't ha- you don't have any contact or relationship with how, what, what's happening, you know, get right. that. That's why I think God blesses you or gives you resources to put you in positions to, you know, build relationships with people. Not, yeah, it's easy. It's easy to not saying that, that sending money isn't a great thing, but it's easy that's the easy thing to do is to send money. Um, right. The hard thing to do is to give up of your time and of yourself to invest in people and, you know, do that kind of, do that kind of thing. Some people just don't have the, the, the resources to give money. And, you know, like I said, there's, there's a reason that, that God allows people to have a lot of finances, you know, cause I mean the, un- the way that the world works is you got to have finances, you know what I mean? You got to pay bills, you got to have lights on, you know? Um, but no, it's, it is cool. The, the Panama trip was cool. We, we put a concrete floor in a house. Uh, it was, it was really cool cause the girl, uh, I didn't know whose house we were, we were putting the concrete slab in cause I had some other friends kind of find a place for me. Uh, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't been to that town. I haven't been back to that town in five years or more. Um, <clears throat> so they, they found a house and I show up the morning, first morning that we're working on the job and I recognize this little girl and I, she wasn't a little girl anymore. She's 18, has, has a husband and two kids. Um, you start that early in Panama and especially in Catalina, by the way, <laughs> you start having family by 16. We used to start that early, you know, back in the day. And yeah. I mean, America. yeah, back it did really. You know, hey, my grandma was 15 when she got married. Right. <laughs> Mine was too. You know, so I guess it's all perspective, but, but anyways, um, but yeah, she was, her, her name is Laris and it's this, this girl who used to come to the church and come to all the VBS programs that all the missions teams would do. And so it was really cool to, to reconnect with her and her, her new family. I saw her mom and, uh, they, you know, they live right next to each other. How, you know, how they work is they got like a plot of land for the family. And as the family grows and they get, you know, the, the kids get older and they start their own families, they just build a little, a little house right next to the parents' house. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool to, to reconnect with her and get to, get to provide something for their family. The, the husband, um, I talked with him quite a bit and, you know, he was like, it was definitely a God thing because like two weeks prior to, for us coming uh, no, two weeks prior before, uh, I asked my friends to go out and find a place. He's, he had talked with his cousin about wanting to start getting together the resources and the finances to be able to put a concrete floor in his house. He was like, you know, this is what my family really, this is the biggest need my family needs right now to, to kind of move forward with our home and everything. Cause at that point, uh, they had a roof covering and then maybe like an eight by eight room that had block walls and that was their bedroom, but everything else was dirt floor, like inside the house. So where their kitchen is, where their bedroom is, the, you know, the bed is sitting on dirt on a, on clay dirt floor, but he has said, that's what he wanted. And, you know, it's, it's cool because God provided that for him, um, you know, through, uh, Christian surfers, the, the team that was put together to go down there and, um, and so it was cool for me to point out, you know, for him, cause he said, yeah, that was something that he, that he desired in his heart. And I said, well, that's a God thing, man. God hooked you up, you know? He, and so then I got to go into, um, you know, reading, sharing some, some scripture with him on, you know, once you recognize God providing in your life, like there's gotta be a response to that. The response should be, uh, being thankful and honoring God, you know, with, uh, with recognizing that he was the one that provided and not just, just some dumb luck or, you know, whatever. And and then, and then moving even beyond that with honoring him with, with your, with your life, with everything that you do. Um, so it was, it was a cool trip, man. I was stoked on it and the waves were super good, but, uh, it was, it was a good trip. Yeah. So that's kind of where, you know, where we've been the past month and part of the reason we haven't, got together to, to do a podcast, but, you know, I think that was better, it's way better when you can spend time with people than, than just mm-hmm. sitting in a room talking about it. Absolutely. So I don't know if today, you know, we, I, 
I guess we had some sort of a plan of, of talking about something, but I love how, you know, we just get together and kind of let God direct where we're going and then, you know, talking about missions and, you know, what's been going on the past month and why we haven't done a podcast. Uh, it, one of the questions that come to my mind was just like, you know, or even just going off of Jordan sharing about going to Mexico and, and Panama, like why do it's all, it almost seems like it's being in America. It is, it makes it harder yeah. to be closer to God just because of all the comforts and excess we have. And you don't even realize it because you just get caught up in, in everything that is pushed out there, you know, social media and everything is so instant now, you know, and I don't know if we should spend a little time talking about that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. They, they do have some sense of that, um, in the places that I've been in Central America. And I mean, they still have, it's interesting because, you know, they might not have iPhones, but almost everybody has a smartphone and, you know, so you can still be involved with all that. But yeah, you're, you're right. It's like in America, you don't really look at it as God providing because, you know, we have the availability for the most part, most of us have the availability of getting up in the morning and going to a job and, and, and making the money that we need to pay our bills and buy the things that we want. Um, whereas other people in countries like Panama and Mexico, that's not really like a luxury that they get mm-hmm. to have. And so they, for the most part, have, have this bigger necessity to trust in, in a God, um, to provide those things for them. Um, but then on the flip side of it too, I've seen where, you know, you almost get like in the, in, in the, in the Job situation where you feel like your life's so terrible, you almost like on borderline cursing God for it. And then, and then because, because you're, you don't understand why, certain things are happening to you. You just decide just like, I'm just not even going to follow God. Cause what's the point? You know, Job was there. He, he, he mentioned it a couple of times, you know, it's like, what's even the point? Like, and his, and his wife was like, why don't you just curse God and die? So that, so we're, you know, going through the Bible in a year as a, um, congregation and we're in the book of Job now. And that's kind of why Jordan brought that up. And it's funny how, you know, People say, you know, you don't know when exactly when Job was written or who wrote it or what the timeline is. And some people place it before. And I'm saying that like, why was it placed where it was placed in in our Bible? And even if it's before some books or after others, uh, it's cool how, you know, we've been, you know, we've been in First Kings and second Kings and Samuel and Chronicles and all this history and all these people just constantly a new King comes and they go back to worshiping idols and then they get in trouble and then God punishes them and redeems them. And they're like, Oh, thank you God. And then soon as they have a a victory or celebrate, it's like they fall again and it's just constant back and forth. And it just kind of leaves you hopeless. Like we're a hopeless people because we're just terrible. And then you get to Job and I get reminded, like, I love the last, you know, four or five chapters when Elihu is reminding Job of who God is and God's power. And then God finally responds to Job and God's like, you know, asked him all these questions and like, you know, who perfectly balances the clouds in the sky and who, you know, brings the sun up in the morning and if who have you ever seen a, a mountain goat born and you know do you know why donkey's wild and just all these things and you're like i don't know the answers to any of that i've never seen a mountain goat being born right and i don't think i've seen anything but a human being born it's just <laughs> and that's scarring <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes that's, that's, that's a whole nother avenue okay sorry go ahead no <laughs> and it's just and then Somewhere around chapter 38, you know, God says, if you can't even understand natural physical things, 
how can you begin, and it might be Elihu who said it, how can you begin to understand God's character and will? And I'm just reminded, like, I'm not deserving of anything. And Job even says, you know, puts his hand over his mouth and says, I'm nothing. I need to shut up. I'm not going to say anything because you've just reminded me of how small I actually am. Yeah. And it's all, it, it kind of, Job being placed after all of that rising and falling of a nation that, you know, there, there's hope that of why we place our hope in God and, and who God is. And, and I, it just kind of springs you forward into the, the next parts of the Bible for me. Yeah. Yeah. Even through all of, all of the, the questioning and the, and the frustration that Job had, he, he directed it all towards seeking God instead of running away from God. Um, you know, all, it wasn't really ever like excuses on, well, this has happened, so I'm just going to not even pay attention to God. He, he wanted to know, you know, he wanted to know God more, you know, I think really with the intent of understanding what was happening to him, but he was seeking God and all of those things, and he persevered seeking God through all those things. And, um, but yeah, I, uh, you mentioned it earlier, Nick, that, you know, all, all, we have a lot of questions about doctrine and about faith and about a lot of these things that we'll never know, like the true answer of age of accountability or, you know, whatever. And it's like, well, how, how are we supposed to know that's the age of seven is the age of accountability or that, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, all dogs go to heaven or, <laughs> you know, like whatever, you know, like there's some things that, that only God's going to know. And, and we have to, we have to be okay with that. And, yeah. You know, our, 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 our measure of faith, uh, cannot be contingent on us understanding everything. Right. And so I got humbled this week and I'm so thankful, like even in, you know, I can be a real turd sometimes, you know, just, you know, you can, I wasn't going to say it, can get, uh, inward thinking or why you look at your circumstances and, and wonder why. And God just reminds you of, instead of trying to figure things out, just praise and worship me and look at yeah. I, everything I put around you is a reminder of who I am. And if you focus on those things, then your circumstances won't dictate who you are. And um, it was just humbling this week to to, to go through that. And, and it reminded me like, you know, Living in America, there's so many distractions, and so we have so much excess that it it distracts you from the simple things around you that are not really simple. Like, there's a sunrise every day, and you take it for granted, but, like, who made that happen? Uh, and what does it even take to make that happen? You don't know. Yep. And um, it, it's just cool how God even in God loves you so much. God loves me so much that even in my arrogance and pride and complaining that God loves you enough to not just bring his wrath upon you and, and remind you. Right. Because I don't, you don't, I don't deserve for God to, to do that. I deserve for God to punish me, you know, and, and, uh, he don't work that way all the time. Uh, that I, you know, there will come a time when God's judgment will, will come down on us. And, and I want to be close enough to him that I can say, you know, God, I, I know you well enough to know what the difference is. And when everything falls apart here on this earth, because we're not even, you know, we're not even citizens of this earth. I will be able to, to be close enough to you to know that that's not what I put my hope in. So I said all that just in context of, you know, we're just distracted and going on mission trips and seeing how other people live and, and having those relationships with people is, is a physical and spiritual reminder of like, 
America isn't like God is not just the God of America and not saying that I'm not a patriot or that I don't love America. I'm grateful for all of that, but you know, that's not what it's all about. Right. Yeah. Um, you can do stuff around here too. Um, lately the past couple months I've been, uh, serving with warm, it's Wilmington area restoration ministries. Uh, and they offer free home repair for anyone who is a qualifying, uh, I guess, customer. It's, it's essentially, it's a transaction. It's a customer. But, uh, and I believe it's, you have to be 50% or under the income level for the size of your home in, in, in the county that you live in. And veterans, it's even higher. Uh, some grants will allow it, um, you know, like 70, 80, 90 Sometimes, in some cases, even 100%, um, you know, it doesn't matter your income level if you're a veteran for some some things. But, you know, going to super old homes that, that you know, just kind of gone by the wayside and ended up being in unsafe living conditions. And, you know, it's not like I've been going to homes and we've been doing a full remodel interior and exterior, you know, brand new siding, doors, windows, um, you know, uh, kitchen and bathroom remodels with the high end stuff, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's making a house safe and functional for families with, you know, and, and, and it looks good. And, um, you know, like this past week, um, changing out some flooring and, and mainly the, the big thing was in the bathroom, you know, there was some leaks that had gone on for a while. And so the bathroom floor was unsafe, you know, fault, you could fall through, and so that's the kind of thing, you know, went into an older trailer where, you know, this, this old, older lady lived in it and, you know, she had to tiptoe around her house to find the soft spots to make sure she didn't fall through the house. Hmm. Um, you know, so it's, it's super cool. And, um, I go almost every Tuesday and Thursday and, you know, anybody that wants to go, uh, I normally take the church, uh, the, the white van and load up and I'll take whoever wants, wants to, to check it out and help. You know, you don't have to have any experience. That's a cool thing. You don't even have to have any tools. You can show up. I normally just take my tool belt and with my hand tools and they got the saws, they got everything and they have, uh, knowledgeable, uh, supervisors there, uh, on the job site every day, uh, to keep everybody as safe as possible in a construction site that you can be. Obviously you got to use some of your own, uh, common sense to stay safe, but, um, but it's cool, you know, and I'm sure that's not the only uh, local missions type thing that goes on in our area. And, you know, share the table and, you know, you can get involved with all those kinds of things and see kind of outside the box of, of you know, um, some of us are, are, are in, a, in, a, in a privileged uh, lens of being able to be provided. We can, we can provide for ourselves type thing, mm-hmm. you know. And unfortunately, there's a lot of other people that can't provide for themselves and, you know, for whatever reasons. And it's around if you if you look and make yourself available to to get out there and 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 serve in those aspects. And you can get a little bit of a of a perspective change on how a lot of the a lot of the world operates. And yeah, that was just a a good reminder to me, like you don't have to go to across the world to to help somebody or to, to be humbled or, you know, all that, that stuff's right in your own backyard and you don't have to have a passport or yeah a, a bunch of money to, to go and be salt and light for people. And, and, uh, I think if, if we, that's what brings and creates a sense of community is just being there for each other. And, uh, I loved how earlier you were talking about how in Panama, like, the families kind of stick together and, and stay together and they're like, you know, they're there for each other. And yeah, it, you know, it's an accomplishment for our family to sit down and eat dinner together. And that's so strange, you know, when you say it that way, yeah, like, but that's because we have so much busyness and distractions. You don't, you don't appreciate it. You take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to. I remember when I was, when I was a, a young kid, like, you know, before middle school, probably, 
we would actually have meals every night at the dinner table. And then, you know, for whatever reason, once I was like probably high school, we would have dinner in front of the TV on TV trays, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it does take away, you know, when you sit at the table as a family without TV on, there's opportunities to, to, to talk to each other and have a conversation. But, you know, I, I don't know how everybody else is, but if there's a screen on in front of me, everything else in the world is gone. Like I don't, I don't hear anything. Like I was, I was playing some video games yesterday and Lindsay was trying to talk to me and she got, I didn't even know it because I literally did not hear anything. I didn't even hear like a wah, 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 wah. I heard, I heard nothing, absolutely nothing. And she like tried to have a full on conversation with me. And then I like, I got done with my turn, you know, cause me and my, me and the boys take turns playing whatever. And, um, so then I get up and I'd start trying to talk to Lindsay. She just full on ignores me on purpose. And uh, I'm like, what is, I'm like, what's the deal? What did I do? Like, I'm trying to talk to you right now. She said, I'm reading my book. I'm like, well, I'm, I want to talk to you about it. She said, I literally just got done trying to talk to you for five minutes and you said nothing. I said, well, I'm sorry, but I honestly heard zero outside of what I was focused on. And um, so I had to apologize, but. <laughs> You got to be intentional, man, you know, if you want to spend time with your family because it is easy. There's so many distractions. Screens are a huge distraction for me and my kids. Um, you know, it's easy to get sucked in, for kids to get sucked into a tablet or whatever, and then they're gone. You know, they're not even on planet Earth anymore. And <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> what do you think, Kyle? I agree. You agree? With okay. all of it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> No, I do think, um, yeah, I mean, it's, that is the biggest thing. Uh, I mean, I, can you say distraction is a sin? In a way, yeah. Yeah, I would say that'd probably be a lot of people's probably biggest sin. Yeah, if whatever it is is distracting you so much to where God, you know, God is not top priority in your life. Right. Um, then, yeah, whatever that thing is. That is distracting you. Yeah, it could be. It's funny. Uh, <clears throat> until I spend time with God and actually have a conversation with him or talk to him or spend time in the word, you don't notice it as much. Mm. You don't even notice that you've been distracted or that your right. priorities are out of line or, you know, the TV's dictating your supper time or, right. you know, I don't want movies or TV shows teaching my kids how to live. Right. But when you're in the middle of it and you're watching it, you're like, we're not doing anything wrong. You might not be doing anything necessarily wrong, but if you haven't ordered your day in a way that puts God and your family and, and those things you say you value in that order, then you won't know. And you can justify anything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, something like, you know, watching a, a TV show or a movie together as a family, you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, you know, but like you mentioned, you don't want TV to to teach your kids how to live, you know. Um, watching the the movie might not be bad thing, but it can it can be a good opportunity to have a conversation after you know you watch a movie mm-hmm. and there's like a character in it that does this or whatever and then you can have a god conversation about that and be like hey like what do you guys think about this person and how they behaved and they're like oh well, well you know then you'd be like well you know the bible has similar story you know whatever it is and you know it can be it can be really good learning opportunities for that but yeah if you're not intentional with anything you do anything can be a distraction and then it, then that then that's all it is it's just mm-hmm. a distraction you know if it doesn't if it doesn't if you don't look at everything with the lens of of what does this teach me about god or how can i be close to god through all those things then then yeah i think it's a distra- it's a sinful distraction yeah. I, I don't know if there's an unsinful distraction but <laughs> I don't know. And I, I mean, I think it's important that we do pay attention because even good things can be distraction. Yeah. You know, like, um, that's why I think just like you were saying a second ago, Nick, you know, being, and actually you've both talked about it a good bit, but being really intentional about it. And so that's why, um, you know, that's really what I was thinking of whenever you were talking about uh, your mission trips and 
Um, it's just, you, you do have to be intentional about those things because even as good as mission trips are, like it can, you can get distracted then too, Yeah, you know? And so you, you really do have to be really intentional. And, um, you know, that's something that, uh, I know that we've, we've probably said a lot here on the podcast, but, uh, just over the course of all the episodes, but I think it's because it's so true though. Um, it's so easy to get distracted, but you have to, uh, allow God to intervene either through his word or through, uh, just whenever you, you know, you recognize him just in day to day life because he's, he's always walking with us. Sometimes we just forget to look beside us, ahead of us, behind us, you know, anywhere he's at internally, whatever. Yeah. So kind of the theme I've heard just throughout this conversation is, you know, God gives you resources and opportunities to build relationships with people to point them to him. So you can be doing something good as pouring a concrete floor in Panama for people. But if only thing you focus on is getting the job done and you don't use it as time to spend with people, then just getting the job done didn't really do anything. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or even watching a movie or fixing, fixing something like don't focus on just getting the task done. Right. Look at the task as an opportunity to, for God to put you in a place to, to be light to people. Right. Um, when to grow yourself. And then it, it just makes it that much more enjoyable. It doesn't, it isn't like, man, I got to mix concrete all day today. It's like, man, God's, I get to mix concrete today and hope that I meet somebody that I wouldn't have met otherwise Mm -hmm. and maybe have a conversation or maybe, you know, them seeing the, the joy that it brings me to, to do a task, to help somebody that points them in a different direction or, or helps them experience God. Right. Um, I was listening to a podcast, a long time ago, but I remembered the guy saying he was talking to a pastor in Africa and the pastor said, uh, you people in America talk about God, but we actually experience God. And it's funny that we're (laughs) sitting around in our air conditioned office talking (laughs) about God and other things. And he said that because just like in, the desert of Mexico or in uh, less fortunate third world countries, whatever, um, they don't, they, they literally don't have anything. So they don't have any other thing to place their hope in, but that God will come through because there's nothing else around them to do that. Right. And I th- a lot of times we miss like the miracles of God. God does miracles every day. And uh, we miss them because of all of the comfort and all of the distractions and screens and all the things we've talked about. And, uh, you know, for me, I can only speak for myself, but God didn't come become real to me and I didn't want to chase after him as much other than being trained that it's the right thing to do until I had an experience with him. Mm. So all the talking and knowledge can only take you so far. Right. Absolutely. So kind of the picture that just popped in my head is y'all remember the movie Wally? Yeah. I yeah. love that movie. The robot. Right? Yeah. I I feel like that's a great picture of uh just today's culture. Um you know, whenever they're on the on the ship and everybody's just kind of floating around in their little floaty chairs. Yeah, they They don't even recognize the people around them. Right. And so I feel like... Until their screen went out. Right. And then they started looking around the ship, and they didn't even... They lived their whole life. They were grown adults and didn't even know what was around the ship. Right. (laughs) That's crazy. Exactly. I mean, I feel like that's a... I feel like that's a really good correlation to what we're in today. Yeah. And so we we really do have to just get rid... And it's not something that is just going to happen naturally either. We physically and intentionally have to get rid of distractions. And um, something else that y'all were saying too, just kind of brought to mind is 
Um, you know, is it easier to uh, wait for somebody else to bring up God? Or is it easier to actually, uh, you start the conversation? What's easier? Because I feel like this is one of those things of being intentional about getting rid of distractions is physically get rid of it. You know, actually bring up God. Yeah, I, I think the obvious answer is is bringing it up. But a lot of people don't see it like that, though, right? Yeah. They they think the easiest thing is going to be like, oh, just wait till they say something that can kind of spark the conversation. Man, sometimes that spark don't happen. You you're the spark. You're supposed to be the spark. I I I let myself down all the time. Me too. With that mindset, you know, because th- sometimes you think, well, if I just if I just show up, you know, if I'm just always helping people fix and do things, then people will see, and that's not necessarily true all the time. Right. I mean, I think it's good to to do the yeah, things no, too. That, you, but your character is is definitely something people see, but. I, in my experience, it takes a lot more time. Right. And you can't have that close of a relationship with everybody, and you don't have the time right. to for that to always play out. Right. Yeah. Because that's something, yeah. That's just what I was thinking of whenever you were talking about, you know, whenever y'all did the floor for the guy. You know, it's more than just being appreciative, you know, that this random yeah, Chance we we were only there for like three afternoons. You right, know? it's not like it's not like um, you're gonna be there for a couple of years to be able to form a friendship with these people. You know, living in a in a touristy area here, you know, you might meet somebody that's only here for a week. You know, you don't have time to right. To you know, I guess you could get their their Insta chat, <laughs> Snapchat, whatever, and the, the Snapbook, you know, Snapbook. Insta face. And, uh, you know, I guess you could, you could maintain a relationship with people over time via, you know, social media or whatever, but you got to be intentional. How much are you going to think about doing that after the fact? Yeah. I I don't, you know, I got, I've got enough things to occupy my brain that I, you know, even people that I, that I know, know but just don't live right here that I see on a daily basis, you know, that I, that I wish I would stay in contact more. It's hard to, you know, cause you just, I don't know. There's too many distractions. Yeah. You know, but it's, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, Maybe it's a false sense of guiltiness because social media allows you to do those kinds of things where, you know, 20 years ago, it's like, well, if you didn't live, well, maybe a little bit more than 20, like 30 years ago, if you didn't live in the town and you got to see them every day, then that was it. You, right. If you did a long distance phone call, that was like that was expensive back in the day. You guys might be too young for long distance phone calls. I remember calling cards. I remember, I remember my first uh, when my buddy first got a cell. You know, back in the day, cell phone, y- you still had to pay for um, long distance phone calls, right? Like if you called out of the state or whatever. You remember when it was free after nine? Yeah, that's so what I remember. Would it was free nights all your, weekends. Yeah, so. Yeah, it was so funny because I wanted to call somebody like out of state and my buddy was like, here, use my phone. I, I get free. I was like, no, you don't. Like, I didn't believe him. And it was like right then when they were like changing it after nine or whatever. It was it was game changing. But, um, you know, I mean, I think I think the advancement in technology has it, it's a good thing. But I think for me, in some cases, it, it, it adds an extra little sense of guilt, you know, that I don't maintain certain relationships that I wish I could. Yeah. And, and I, and I substitute wish I could for, I have to, or, you know, whatever. I don't know. So just thinking on the other side of what we've been talking about and, you know, we've mentioned all the distractions, but I guess the question for me after kind of an afterthought was, well, what can I do to, to get rid of the distractions. What, what can I do to like her? And then our, in my, um, I guess thinking about people and how people are going to view me or people are going to think I'm too radical. If I start doing things the way other people don't do, you know, if, if you're not on Facebook or Instagram, or if you don't have all the TV subscriptions or if you don't even have a TV, you know, or if you don't, you know, then are you, 
are you going to lose any of any of that influence uh yeah that's that's an interesting question you know because you you want to you want to feel like you can relate to somebody you know if somebody's always talking about this one show or this one movie and you know i talk about movies all the time and kyle doesn't i can't talk about movies with kyle because he hasn't seen I think Kyle's only maybe seen like three movies in his whole life. Yeah, Wally is one of them. <laughs> Wally and yeah. being one of those. If, it, if it's not animated, I haven't seen it. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, so you, I, I can see what you're talking about. You know, if you, if you're just out of, if you feel like you're out of the loop all the time and you have no clue what anybody's talking about, then how, you know, how are you supposed to make that connection with people? Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think. Uh, you know, maybe simplifying it. And I think you just got to give everything up to God, you know, like, Hey God, what, what do you, that's where my mind went to was just like, yeah, you got to pray about it. You know, God, you you got, and then you have to be honest with yourself. You know, you you ask God, like, God, do you want me to get rid of social media? Is this a distraction for me? Um, and then you have to be obedient in it. You know, that's, that's with anything that's with relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, people that are in a in an unhealthy unbiblical relationship you got to be if that's a distraction for you you know then you got to be honest with with god and honest with yourself um again you know kind of like job job was honest with god and he was honest with himself in the end and he he had a repentive heart and um you know god honored him in that and, and blessed him in that um you know we can't we can't walk around our lives lying to ourselves and lying to everybody else just to feel like we're feel like we're normal or feel like you know everything's okay don't don't be afraid to fail is is what came to my mind like don't it is just as big of a risk to not take a chance and to stay where you're at than to take a risk and and do something that is not i guess status quo or normal to everybody else you know um because then you're going to be, if you stay where you're at and keep doing what you're doing and stay in that circle, then then it's going to create more of an opportunity for you to rely less on God. And then you're going to be a lesser version of who you could be and, and who God created you to be. And then if enough time goes on, you're not going to know who you are. Right. And, you know, whatever qualities that are good about you, are going to be less because you're discontent with your, you being stagnant, you know, and constant. And then, then you get into complaining all the time and looking at your circumstances and, and, um, whatever is good about you or whatever God uses your uniqueness or talents or abilities are going to just fade out because, you're consumed by what's around you. Mm-hmm. So it's actually just as big of a risk to not do something that you don't know. I, when Jordan said something about if you're in an unhealthy relationship and you, you're thinking about, you know, well, I love this person or this person fulfills whatever in my life. And I know that it's not, we're not doing it biblically or we're not, you know, following God, but I'm scared to be alone or I'm scared to whatever. I'm scared to take a new job or I'm scared to start this ministry or I'm scared to start this business because I might lose money or relationships that are, you know, people that are in a, people that are in that, downward spiral or in that negativity only they did only thing they're going to do is bring you down with them. Yep. And if you're scared to get out of it because you're scared to be alone, like I just explained, it's just, it's just a bigger risk. Right. To not do something about it than it is to just keep wallowing in whatever circumstance may be. Right. And know that you're probably not the only one, which makes you not alone. Hey, me. Our, our AC came on. It's loud in the in the mic or in the, in my ears anyway. Yeah. Uh, First world problems. Right noise. First world problems. 
I hate it when the air comes on during the podcast. <laughs> Have y'all seen that those videos? The uh, first world first world problems read by third world people. No. <laughs> it's man, it's 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 real, but the people did it. <clears throat> they had uh they had like a bunch of kids from like Africa, you know, standing outside or inside their huts and you know, like a kid's like, I hate it when my phone charger doesn't reach my bed. You know, and it's like Dang. this little kid, you know, that yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. Stuff like that, you know. Wow. Man. Um First world problems. First world problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got we we've got so many distractions it's not even funny. But yeah, I think I think just I think just handing everything over to God and being prayerful about everything is is the answer and he'll take away um he'll point you in the direction to take out the things you don't need or he doesn't want you to have. Um you know, and you just gotta you just gotta take that that quote unquote risk of being obedient. And um, you know, I've never I've never had a chance I've never had an instance where that happened to me and you know, later on down the road I regretted it. Right. Every every time I was like, Man, I'm so thankful that number one, uh God spoke to me about it and that number two that um that that God helped me to be obedient in that because of the, the the it's not even I don't even want to say reward factor, but it's just the the place that I knew that I would never get to or whatever without, you know, making that 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 leap of faith. <laughs> Looking back on your life, you know, I've never, re- you saying what you just said, I, I've never regretted taking a chance. Even if you failed, you still have, now you have that knowledge and experience to know, like. I don't know, I've had some instances where I regret taking a chance. Well, let me <laughs> rephrase. When you've talked to God about Taking it, a chance with God. Right. That, you know, like, <laughs> fear of the unknown is 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 a scary thing, but if you look back at all the times, like how did I get to where I'm at? Mm. And it was because of God. And you look back at all those things and see like, God didn't never not come through not one time. Right. So why am I so scared to do something? It's, it's silly. You know, uh, there was a, I listened to a sermon Monday and the guy was talking about, they were going through Psalms and talking about, the scripture where the in Psalms where uh, the deer's panting, mm-hmm. and uh, I think there's a hymn or an old song about it, and the way they sing it, it it's like in King James Version, like the deer As panteth. The deer. Yeah, yeah, and that is not you know like if a deer is panting, that means something is chasing it, <laughs> is fighting. Uh, if you're panting, that means something has happened. It's not necessarily like a a good thing. It's a but, weird word, panting. <laughs> Sorry. Sounds it's like weirder it could mean, if you say panteth. Panteth. When the deer panteth. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I said that. Sorry. No, <laughs> you're good. I said that to say. It's going down. He related it to like, this guy's a deer hunter and he related it to like, when you shoot a deer, most of, if, especially if you shoot it with a, a bow, most of the time it's going to run off. It's not just going to drop exactly where it's at unless right. you double lung the thing and it's still going to move. Um, and so you have to follow blood trail to, to figure out what direction the deer went. And if you follow it long enough, the drops of blood get less and less. And so you take flagging tape or toilet paper or whatever, some kind of marker and you put them, you know, where the drops of blood are. Well, sooner or later, your blood trail is going to run out. And what you do is you look back at all those markers and determine the direction based off of the markers. Mm, where he was going. So you can stay lined up. Right. So so you do the same thing with God. Like look, look back and see all those times that God, you know, came through in your life and and they keep pointing you in the direction in in which you should go. And uh, I don't do it all the time, but when something happens that I, that is hard for me to explain or, or you get a blessing or God came through in a way that 
didn't make sense and something that you couldn't formulate or figure out, I write it down. And um, then I got to where, like, you know, I should do this more and got kind of legalistic about it and started trying to journal every day. And then, well, you know, mm-hmm. and then it was like, well, this isn't really going anywhere. Uh, even though it sounds good, it's, you know. So anytime God comes through and I can't quit thinking about it, I write it down. So when those times you feel lost or you feel like God isn't speaking or you're in a Job moment and you're sitting on a pile of ashes, scratching your scabs and complaining, you know, you look back and you're like, man, God, you've came through all these times. What, why shouldn't I believe that you'll come through now? Right. And at the end of Job, he gets twice as much as he had before. His family mm-hmm. gets restored. He has sons and daughters and... Did you check? Did you catch that uh, Job had a daughter named Jemima? Oh my! So part of is that where the syrup came from? <laughs> this is that some, from Job's line. Oh, that's a slippery slope. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I I did notice that at the very end in 42, he's that uh, Job's daughters were the prettiest gals around. That's what I'm talking about. And they had an inheritance. And most of the time, it's serpent town too. So you know, (laughs) maybe, dude. But now uh, it's Pearl Milling Company. Just in case you were wondering, let's let's don't go down that road today. (laughs) Let me wrap it up. It's about to go downhill fast. Yeah, but you know, God is who He says He is and keeps His promises. And are you trying to find Jemima? I know it's at the very end, like last paragraph of 42. Yeah, it talks about the names of his, his sons and daughters. Well, the sons don't even get mentioned, <laughs> just the daughters. 42, 14. <laughs> Job 42, 14. Yep. So an Aunt Jemima was born. And he, <laughs> and he called the name of the first daughter Jemima, and the name of the second, Keziah, the name of the third, Karen Hapuk, I think. <laughs> hey, the cool thing is most... Everybody else don't know how to pronounce it, so every you pronounce it, it's gonna sound right. Yeah, I was just gonna call her Karen. Ooh. Anyway, so in summary of everything we talked about, what's the what's the take home? Distractions are bad. <laughs> Obvious, obviously. I, I I think the my my takeaway is. Um, <clears throat> Get rid of your distractions by staying focused on God. Yeah. Um, because God will always point you in a right direction that you'll never regret. Right. But, but be advised, it might take some time. Yeah. Like, it isn't part of living in this instant world we live in. You know, we want everything right now. And uh, God don't always work that way. Right. Yeah, I was about to say something that may have gone on for another 30 minutes, but uh, God's blessings sometimes don't always look like blessings to start with, you know? All right, wrap it up, Kyle. All right, ready? Yeah, do it. Oh, no, hold on. <laughs> Wrong button. You no, haven't that, done it in so long, you forgot the button? It was the right button. I just didn't have the volume turned up, so it didn't have the that. Didn't have the bite it normally has. Pow! All right. Well, guys, it's been a, a longer episode than normal, but we just had a lot to talk about, I guess. Um, and I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. You know, learned a little bit about why we were uh, seemingly gone for a month. We're still around. We're just taking care of people. And uh, but we're glad you're here with us, listening again. Um, I hope that you really enjoyed this uh, episode uh, about distractions and you know really trying to figure out how to focus on God and um, tune everything else out. That's what we're supposed to do. Uh, anyway, if you do have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, um, you can visit our HR department at gatheringsurfcity.com slash WTP. Uh, right there, you can see everything. You can ask questions. Um, you can look at episodes, find out where to find other episodes. Um, yeah, I... I forgot what else you can do there. Somebody p- ask us a question, please. Yeah, please. It, it would really be helpful. I mean, we have a list of topics on the board, but 
they may not even be what you want to listen to. Uh, I think you want to. That's why they're up there. But I'd rather it come from you. Anyway, uh, again, the website for our HR department is gatheringsurfcity.com slash WTP. You know what the WTP stands for. And uh, again, thank you for listening. We will hang out with you again very soon. So stay cool. (laughs) Surf City. Keep it classy, San Diego. (laughs) I just watched that this morning. (laughs) It's one of my three. Stay classy. Bow, 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 bow.